Have you ever just wanted to punch someone in the grocery store? (laughs) In today's episode, we're going over grocery store etiquette, how to choose between organic versus um, GMO and what the difference is, as well as my health journey. So stay tuned. Here's the intro. Welcome to the Avi Unfiltered Podcast. This is Avishai L, your host, holistic health coach and lifestyle expert. In this podcast, we're going to be interviewing top health experts, as well as talking to holistic healers, spiritual healers, and just helping you with everyday life. Each episode is going to be extremely fun. And as I always say, bring a green juice because it's going to be very juicy. So if you know me, you know I'm always at the grocery store a lot. I love the grocery store. I find that it's like meditation. It's like therapy for me. I walk in there. I talk to the veggies. I talk to the fruit. I make sure that I place all my produce, especially the romaine lettuce. Who loves romaine lettuce? Oh, my God. Uh, romaine lettuce, my dandelion greens in a paper bag because plastic suffocates them. And to me, they're, we're similar to plants. So they're just like people. They have minds, they have hearts, they have feelings. And plastic is a petrochemical. It's very cancer causing. So I make sure that I put all my produce in a paper bag. So Every time I go down the aisle and I'm alone, I just take a moment. I'm present. I'm thankful that I get to go to the grocery store and I get to just pick up what I need to nourish my body. But then you have to deal with other people who also come into the grocery store. And I'm aware I'm not the only one. I'm completely aware I'm not the only one at the grocery store. However, I'm self-aware and other people are not. For instance, I recall several times me going to get a cucumber, just a cucumber, you know, you just pick it up, put it in your paper bag, put it in your cart, you're on your way. Other people, instead of saying, excuse me, okay, they walk and they put their hand over your body to get the cucumber. I'm going to take a poll on this just so people can let me know how they feel about it. Is this rude or am I the only one? Because if I'm going to grab something, I don't want you reaching over me. And there's also proximity because you have these other people who will just walk behind you and they'll stand there and not say anything. Meanwhile, you can feel their breath breathing down your fucking back. (laughs) in the grocery store. I have had constant run-ins with people in terms of proximity and closeness, you know, especially in the grocery store line. Like people are bordering hitting you with their heel with the grocery store cart. So if you can relate, definitely let me know when I put a poll. I'll put a poll up on this on my Instagram page. But anyways... So yeah, so that's number one. So how could you change the situation? So if someone's going to reach for something 
and you're also wanting to reach for the same thing, you can either say, excuse me, because we all know that people have lives, people have appointments, people have places to go. So that's extremely understandable. You don't want to stand there all day. However, you don't reach over someone to get what you need to get. So the proper thing to do would be either to say, excuse me, or to maybe go shopping and come back around. Maybe the person won't be getting the cucumber you want so fucking much and you won't have to reach over them. Um, so that's that's one option or two options rather. Another option would just be to wait. But while you're waiting there, don't wait so close to people. Uh, someone took me to the grocery store. I went with them to the grocery store, I think a couple weeks ago. And I love, uh, I go to Whole Foods frequently and I love their soap. I actually absolutely love, love, love their organic non-GMO coconut oil based soaps. So I was looking for soap and this person out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I mean, really out of nowhere comes behind me and is just standing there near my shoulder he wasn't even an inch away from my shoulder and I said excuse you because that's how I am and I find that when we walk into the grocery store a lot of people they they see the grocery store as a place where there's no confrontation but in my mind this is why this is the obvious unfiltered podcast if I don't know you and you're that fucking close to me to get some soap I'm going to say something. So I said something to the guy. And if you know me, then you know already. I said something to him and I said, excuse you, because he was just too, too close to me. And he said, I was just getting soap. I said, yeah, but you came out of nowhere and I don't know who you are. He was really extremely close. I wouldn't even get that close to anybody. I mean, you have to give people space or someone's going to knock you the fuck out, which brings me to... (laughs) my next story. So I used to go to the buffet. I don't go to the buffet anymore. I eat really, really clean. I find that their buffet has a lot of canola oil in their products and a lot of oily stuff that and a lot of sugar in their food. So I refrain from the buffet, even though their buffet was the food was pretty good at the time when I was going. But the cooks, they know me because I used to frequent the buffet a lot. And there they were restocking the food and I was waiting patiently I had my carriage I said oh they're restocking the food I'll wait because I want my food hot and I want it cold so this woman couldn't wait she cuts in front of me because there's a line she cuts in front of me she goes to get her food I let it go I let it go I let it go (laughs) so I walk over there to get my food. She comes up to me and says, you should put your grocery store cart over there. I said, excuse me. You know, I kind of started laughing because I said this lady must be kind of fucking crazy because everybody who goes to the buffet, you go with your cart. You go with your grocery store cart. It's not enough room for anyone to leave their cart because if you leave your cart, then either way, either way, the cart was going to be in the way. Okay. And I had a big cart because like I said, I go grocery store shopping and then I go to the buffet. So we were by the rice. (laughs) We were by the rice 
and I think I was getting like some rice and beans that day and I said no my carriage is fine you know and I kind of dismissed her because I was ready to go and I wasn't with the bullshit and she was come I could feel her energy because I'm extremely intuitive and I just wasn't with her bullshit today and I said you can take that shit somewhere else but anyway so she she says to me oh you're so rude mind you this is a lady that just cut in front of me see how people trash project that's going to be in the next episode I'm going to talk about trash projection in depth because it is a real fucking thing especially for people who are not self-aware but anyway so she tells me that I'm being rude and I told her calmly and I'm still laughing so I must have been mad before because when I start sometimes I'll start laughing when I'm mad because I'm like you can't be serious you can't be fucking serious and plus when you fuck with my zen I'll start laughing because I'm like you can't be fucking serious I'm giving you five minutes to get it together and get the fuck out of my face (laughs) that's just how I am but anyway so I'm looking at her and I think at this point I forgot what I told her but anyway let's skip to the part where I'm I just turn away from her I'm getting my rice. I'm like, I'm going to be on my way. She comes over, cuts in front of me, kind of nudges me with her shoulder. When I tell you I blacked the fuck out, she got pushed across the food court near the fucking sushi. (laughs) Her face turned bright red. Her face turned bright red and she looks at me and says, you're so rude. Mind you, again, she was the rude one. Now, she cut in front of me, shoved me a little in my shoulder, and then is going to look at me after shoving her ass across the food court as I was being rude. I was being the rude one. This is what I'm saying. So some people, like, I think I used to go with one of my relatives to the grocery store they kind of let stuff go and I do too it depends on it like if someone hits your bag I'll let it go if someone you know accidentally maybe steps on my foot and they didn't know it I'll let it go obviously if it's a child I always let it go because I just have a heart for them I know that they're innocent but some people that lady knew what the fuck she was doing and I had to let her know this is what I'm here to tell you Do not care how it looks when you're in public. If someone disrespects you and shoves you, don't turn the other fucking cheek unless you're told to by your spirit guides, your angels, your ancestors, because that day they weren't saying shit to me about turning the other cheek. I had sometimes you have to defend yourself and let people know not to fuck with you. Okay, we're unfiltered here, meaning we live a life unfiltered. You stick to your truths and what means the most to you. And if that's what you need to do, then that's what you need to do at that point. So that was the end of that. So that is my grocery store etiquette story. And I don't really know how exactly I could have avoided that issue because I was minding my business the entire time. She just happened to, I might've told her, you know, you kind of, you, you cut in front of me as I had every right to, because I was waiting there for 15 minutes. She comes out the blue and starts getting food. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of rude. Again, sometimes I let stuff go, but sometimes you have to let people learn their lesson as well. Because 
let me tell you, she was with her husband. Her husband ain't say shit. If that was my husband and someone shoved me and he just stood there, first of all, divorce. (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, he didn't say anything. So and I got the sense it wasn't the first time she did that. But I got the sense that everyone she did it to probably didn't say shit to her. So I was the first. And so she learned her lesson that day. You're going to learn today, bitch. You're going to learn today. (laughs) So yeah, that was my, again, grocery store etiquette story. So anyways, usually when I go to the grocery store, I get exclusively organic fruits and veggies at all times. And it was a process. I remember being younger, I would go to the grocery store with my mom. (laughs) She's going to be on the show. I'm cracking up because this woman, I'm shocked she's even a holistic health coach. We used to go to the grocery store and I used to want to get honeydew melon. And she used to say, no, it's expensive. And that was her excuse for not eating healthy. She knew it wasn't expensive. My mom was making pretty good for her for her job at the time. But anyway, she said it's it's expensive. And she would go and pick up a cheese Danish. I was like, that cheese Danish is like a one less than the honeydew melon that I, I was trying to eat healthy. I was trying to eat healthy. But I would always go with her and look at the organic stuff. And I would say, let's get organic. This is when I was younger. Let's get organic. And she said, no, like we didn't know what the difference was between organic and conventional fruits and veggies. Had no fucking clue. It took years and years. I think in 2011, this woman had sent my mom a text and said, did you see these stickers? You know, they determine when something is organic versus non-GMO or organic versus GMO. And so she started to research it and pass it down. She researches, I usually implement, I'll research too, but I usually, I just go and implement it. And I'm just, um, what is it called? Cold turkey or cold tofurkey since I'm vegan. (laughs) Uh, So cold tofurkey with stuff. When, when I find out that something is not healthy for the body I'm like okay I'm eliminating this I'm eliminating that I want to start something new I'm all about new beginnings and freshness and health holistic health like this podcast is all about holistic health and wellness so I started looking at the stickers and the labels and actually one of the services that I offer on my website www.avishail.com is grocery store tours so I could give people a very in-depth I do 30 minutes, I do an hour long because people have questions and I like to go in depth so you know how to feed not only you but your family as well. So I do grocery store tours, meal plans, consultations, I do holistic health coaching just to help people be healthy because it's just time to be healthy. There's heal and healthy and we need to heal. So anyways, I would start looking at the stickers in the grocery store and I noticed that when it was a nine on the sticker, this is just a tidbit, that meant it was organic. It would be nine, and then there's four more numbers after, okay? You also want to make sure they don't spray anything because a lot of the manufacturers, even though they know it's organic, they tend to spray it with other stuff, so you got to make sure that they're not spraying that. But that's just a tidbit, and that's just a basis for what to look for when you do go to the grocery store. 
GMO, there's GMO and I don't want anyone to quote me wrong. So I know they, like I said, genetically modify and do some other stuff with the other numbers that I don't know the specifics of for that. But if you see an apple or an orange that has four numbers and it's just like three, four, I don't know, six, seven or four, eight, two, four. Like if they start with a three, excuse me, if they start with a three or a four at the grocery store, those are genetically modified and pesticides are extremely dangerous. Okay, I'll say it again. Pesticides are extremely dangerous for your gut health. We literally function based on the health of our gut. If our gut is imbalanced, that wreaks havoc in our system. Pesticides are those little, you're not little things. They will eat away at your gut. They will really eat away at your gut. And we'll go more to depth in that. And like I said, I work with people one-on-one for those specific issues, which I'm not really going to get into for this podcast episode, this particular one. But Pestis, you can look it up on your own and make your own determination. This is just to spark some enlightenment within you to enlighten your own self. So that's why when I go to the, so that's one way you can tell. Now, if you're looking for more stuff that's um, not exactly produce, not exactly fruits and veggies, when you go down the aisle, you want to look for something that says USDA organic, certified organic, or organic. When it says organic on the label, it has to be organic. I know sometimes, like I heard about Driscoll's, maybe not, maybe labeling their things false and certain companies, but just do your own research on that. I don't believe everything I hear. I have to do my own research on that. So don't take my word for it. Do your own research. This is just what I've come up with. So you want to just look for that. How to know if it's non-GMO, though. There will be a little non-GMO sticker on the boxes. A lot of people don't know this stuff, so I'm helping you. Like if you're looking for cereal, you want to look for the non-GMO verified or if it says non-GMO anywhere or if it says GMO free. So that means it's not, it has to be non-GMO. It went through a process that they had to label it as non-GMO, GMO-free, or non-GMO project verified, as well as organic. They do have to go through a rigorous process, but like I said, also do your further research and make sure people are just not labeling things, okay, because your health is at risk. So that's one way. So my, in terms of my health journey and how I got into health, which was very exciting, actually, like I said, I'm going to have my mom on the show, so I'm not really going to tell too, too much of her part, but I do remember 2011 is what sparked my interest in to health. And I remember that was when my mom, she first started to change her diet and She's watching this documentary and she started to change her diet to switch over to a vegan diet. I was still vegetarian at the time, pescatarian, really. I thought vegetarian and pescatarian at the time was the same thing. So I was like, it's fish, but it's still (laughs) veggies. I don't know what I was thinking. I was one of those junk food vegetarians who would go to (laughs) Starbucks, McDonald's, Burger King. Like that was my meal. No joke. No, no joke about that. So I remember 
she started that. And I remember the first day I had made her meals for her because I like cooking. She actually taught me how to cook, her and my grandmother. (laughs) And I had made her meal and it held me over for several hours. And I said, Ma, I can't do this. And I went to McDonald's and I had a fish filet. No, not one fish filet. I had two fish filets, a supersized fry and a large ass Sprite. Why I got the large ass Sprite, I don't know. So that's what I had at first. And I just could not do what she was doing. So at the time she became vegan, I was still vegetarian and I was eating a lot of cheese. I love cheese. I was still getting cheese grinders. My favorite place was Tony's. I would get cheese grinders and French fries and ketchup. And then I would go to Red Robin. Yes, Red Robin and get their vegan veggie burgers that I knew had cheese in it. I was trying to transition (laughs) to veganism, but I just love their veggie burgers. I wasn't ready. So how did I transfer to veganism like my mom? My mom, when she was done, she was done. And I can't wait to have her on the, I think, second or third episode, probably. Probably third, third episode I'll have her on. And she'll share her journey, which is a miraculous and phenomenal journey in health. Like, excellent. And she's way modest, but my mom has been in. I'll I'll let her share her story. So it actually got me to finally become vegan and cut not only cheese out of my diet, but fish. I think I had cut fish out first. I was like, I could get rid of the fish, but cheese. Oh, I love mozzarella cheese. I loved provolone cheese, Gouda cheese, whatever cheese, Swiss cheese, whatever cheese there was. That's what I loved. And what got me to finally get rid of it is I was eating a cheese grinder. And I'm mid half of the grinder. Okay. I love grinders. I have always loved grinders. And that's part of my mom's doing. She used to send me to elementary school with a tuna melt, a 12 inch tuna melt grinder with melted cheese, a lots of melted cheese with red peppers. It was huge and aluminum foil. <laughs> Had gourmet lunches. But anyway, so it's our fault, really. Just kidding. So I was eating that grinder and midway, my stomach started to burn. I I never felt this burn before in my life. And let me take you back a few years. I had uh, laparoscopy surgery for endometriosis. And I remember feeling a burning sensation like that. This was, I was 23 when I had that grinder, 22, 23. And I had laparoscopy surgery. I was diagnosed with endometriosis at the age of 15. And I had laparoscopy surgery at 16. And then I had to have another one at 17. And then when I was around 23, that's when I had to get my shit together. Because my gynecologist, who was very kind, I had different doctors. I was always at the hospital for this shit. She wanted to do a third surgery. She said, we're going to have to do a third surgery if it keeps coming back. So I said, I recognize this pain and I don't like it. So my stomach was burning. It felt like it was on fire. Like I was burning on the acid. Like I I can't even, it was just, it was weird. It was an excruciating burning sensation. So I had the grinder. I didn't, I was trying to associate it like I said I had been starting to educate myself on health 
and I realized that food could affect certain illnesses. So this was my first, really my second experience where food was affecting my health. So I said, I had another grinder the next day. I told you I ate awful, awful, awful. Breakfast was McDonald's, literally. Lunch was Popeye's (laughs) or (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's again, or Burger King or Domino's and then dinner was Tony's and then it was if I wasn't full because I probably had tapeworms at this time just eating telling me that I was not telling me I was still hungry when I wasn't I was what was that other place I haven't been in a while Ruby Tuesday the shrimp sampler oh my god I used to love the shrimp sampler and I would get that and then I would get Chinese food like I was eating multiple times a day of junk food but anyway, so that's that was my meals for for each each day. So yeah, I had to get my shit together and I had another grinder that day. At this point, I was testing myself to make sure it was not the grinder cuz like I said, I didn't want to give up my cheese. I love cheese and I realized I had the grinder again, same exact burning sensation. So I was devastated. On both ends. I was devastated that I was having this pain again, all over again. And I was devastated that I had to give up my cheese, but it was my cheese or a third surgery at this point. So instead of that, I cut it out again, cold tofurkey. I cut out cheese and I finally became a vegan, but I had to make it exciting. So um, at the beginning of this podcast, I was talking about Whole Foods Buffet. I went and tried all of their stuff. This is when I didn't know anything about healthy veganism. I was just, I would go try their seitan, which is wheat gluten, not knowing that I would later have an allergy to gluten. I would try like various, various things, seitan, tofu, everything. I was still eating French fries because I said, well, French fries are potatoes and I'm vegan. So I was a junk food vegan, basically at this point. But what caused me to really get into the holistic health field is obviously changing what I was eating. Then I started to notice certain foods would actually make me itch. And I started to be more in tune with it. And this is why I I highly encourage veganism because there is something so, so intuitive about being a vegan. It really opened my spiritual connection to the creator, to the angels, to the spirit guides, to the ancestors, to to me just feeling better about life and seeing life from a different perspective, I started to really pay attention to what my body was asking me for. And my body rejected the, started to reject tofu. It started to reject uh, seitan. I would get these Pop-Tarts. Oh my God, they were so good. I had a food addiction. (laughs) I legit had a food addiction. We will talk about that later. But these Pop-Tarts were from Whole Foods again. And, oh, they were by, um, they were by, I think they were by Nature's Promise or Nature's Way. Something with nature in it or some shit. And I would get the strawberry kind. And I would have it every day. 
I had a teaching job. I'd bring, I would have cucumbers and carrots and I would say, okay, now I can have a treat. So I would have pop tarts, but I noticed that they would cause my hands to itch really bad. And I knew something wasn't right with that. So I cut it out and I said, okay, my hands are not itching anymore. I don't have these scars on them. And what else did I have to cut out? I had to cut out sugar. I started to, so I naturally started to research stuff. And then my mom was going to Dr. Furman's, I hope I don't mess this up, the nutritional education coaching. It's through his NEI program. So she would come home, she would start sprouting off all this health information and I would retain it. Mind you, prior to my health journey, I had just finished up college for music education and wasn't concerned about health whatsoever was completely not concerned about health whatsoever but she would come home she would have all these health books and I would hear about molecular structures and chemicals and how food reverse diseases and I was I thought it was amazing I've always wanted people I've always had an innate an eight what's the word for it what's it called I've always had a thirst and a hunger to see people well. And I was always involved in different functions and different foundations to help people with disease. But at the time that I was helping people, I didn't know that you can reverse disease with food. So I would hear her say that food can help reverse diseases. And she was really adamant about it. And that's what sparked me really looking at the food that I was eating And then I transferred over my first health book um, because I did, like I said, I was still facing me going into surgery. My first health book was Dr. Furman's Eat to Live health book. And I read that and I said, wow, I can reverse, I can reverse this illness because endometriosis, if you know, if you know what that is, it is a very, it's a chronic painful disorder that affects millions, millions of women. And a lot of women don't even know that they have it. I had to have two laparoscopy surgeries. I had a cyst the size of a grapefruit sitting on my ovaries. I had a busted fallopian tube at the time which is prepared, repaired miraculously. And so I went through a lot. I had four different incisions. I had edema really bad with it. I was in stage four and stage four doesn't mean you have a lot of pain, but I had stage four and I was in excruciating pain. I would miss days and days of school with it. And I suffered with it for eight years. Like I said, I had it from the age of 15 to 23. So I read his book, I started to eat, you know, bigger salads and things like he's actually going to be on the show. uh, June 24th, he will be airing. So he'll be talking more about his books and his things. So I don't want to take away from that. But anyways, I read that book. It's an excellent book. And I started to take my health into my own hands. And I remember feeling so empowered when I went back to the gynecologist. And she told me it's gone. She said, keep doing. And I actually feel like crying because it was debilitating. And any woman who had endometriosis knows how debilitating this disease is. I remember talking to someone and each time I would talk, my breathing would cut off. I would have a pain. We're unfiltered here. So I would have a pain from my rectum all the way up 
and I'd have to wait for me not to have pain. So it's literally like a pause, like I'm going to do here. And then I'd be able to talk again. And that happened several times on several occasions to the point I just got used to it. I got used to pain. I got used to not getting off the couch. I got used to not living a normal lifestyle. Like that was my lifestyle. It was no more Avishai. It was endometriosis. Endometriosis, it it ruled my life and it ruined my life. And for those of you who don't know what endometriosis is, it's when the lining of the uterus detaches itself and then it attaches itself to other parts of your body. It's my, I had thick, thick scar tissue and what they call a chocolate cyst everywhere. And mine's was really bad. It was starting to affect my brain, affect the way I thought, affect the way I functioned. And see, when you're well, you forget that you've gone through all of that. I've had periods where I was well, and I would forget that. But now that I'm talking about that, I'm like, you went through a lot. And this is why I'm doing this podcast. So people have other alternatives. I'm not telling people what to do. I'm giving them options. Because people don't know their options. When I went to the doctor, I was told, it's chronic. It's not going away. I was on 12 different medications. I was on hydrocodone. I was on oxycodone. I was on Percocet. I was on Motrin. I was on IUD. I was taking Yaz. I was taking Seasonal. I almost died my second surgery because the nurse stuck the needle in my cartilage. My arm swelled up. I was going down in anesthesia. I didn't even know what was happening. All I can hear is they were rambling and screaming and trying to help me. So I went through all of this. Drugs were my life, okay? This is for somebody who has this and who's listening. And even if you don't have this, you have something chronic, this is for you. Drugs, heavy drugs, okay? Not being able to function was my life. I will say that again. Heavy drugs, heavy addictive opioids, not being able to function was my life from the age of 15 to 23. I suffered with this illness and I reversed it at 23. I also incorporated other things. And like I said, I work with people one-on-one who have this specific chronic illness because I know how to reverse it and I know how to make it never come back because endometriosis is the bitch you don't want to fuck with unless you know how to fuck with her. And I do. (laughs) And I always win. And I want you to win. So that's how I got into health. I started to see the effects. That was the first miracle. I got my life back. That's when I started going to boot camp. I was able to function normally. I didn't have any pain in my stomach. I didn't have a bloated stomach like that. I still had bloat, and that's for another time because I'll reveal what that was. I just thought, you know, my stomach was like this because I had incisions. And sometimes with incisions, you have like a little pouch that sticks out a little bit. But yeah, I was able to go to, like I said, boot camp. I was able to run marathons. I was able to do so, so many things. And I'm so passionate about holistic health because my life has not been roses. You know, I've, I've dealt with many toxic, traumatic 
issues. And I found that that was, I don't like to say blessing. I would say abundance in disguise because through, I've always been searching for peace. I've always been searching, you know, some people focus on health and they focus on the food aspect and they focus on the fitness aspect. But I learned through being a vegan and going on this spiritual journey that it is more than food. It is more than fitness, even though I love both. Let me tell you, we cannot detach the mental, emotional, physical and spiritual from each other. And I found that I was const- this was something I was constantly looking for because I didn't always have happiness. I didn't always have that, but this just sparked a new journey for me, a new way of thinking, a new way of healing myself. I no longer had to turn to certain substances. I no longer had to act a certain way because my experiences made me that way it it gave me control it gave me self-control it gave me enlightenment and it made me realize that I can take my life into my own hands and I really hope that all of you can take your life into your own hands and I really hope that this helps you so that was the beginning of my journey of holistic health and then I went on to go to raw vegan retreats and detox my body not only physically but emotionally spiritually and then I went on to starting my holistic health coaching business becoming a certified holistic health coach and raw food educator um, at award-winning institutes and it just I want to begin to win awards for holistic health because not it wasn't about me it was about the fact that I felt so good and I wanted people to feel the way I was feeling I used alternative medicine I got off those opioids that were addicting and I was addicted to them and I taught other people how to get off of them you know I counseled and I mentored people who were drug addicts on heavy heavy drugs and I told them my story And I went deeper and I asked them what was their attachment to it. Because I had to ask myself, what is my attachment to it? Even though I was taking it for medication, it's like, what was the attachment to it? There's always an attachment to things. And sometimes we're not ready to face it. And I never force anyone's journey because no one could force mine. No one could force this on me. It took me, like I said, (laughs) I was sick with this for eight years. It took me eight years to get to this journey of awakening and health and wealth and I'm still learning and that's the beauty of it I'm constantly researching I'm constantly researching on all things health I'm constantly scanning myself and evaluating myself and saying what do I need to fix in this life like I said it goes beyond food it goes beyond it goes beyond the kale and the dandelion greens and the seaweed vegetables oh which I love them all (laughs) it goes beyond that it goes based on what is your routine in the morning do you get up? Do you love yourself? If you don't love yourself, that's I'm I'm here to say that's fine. And that's fine that you know you don't love yourself. It's not fine that you don't love yourself. It's fine that you know you don't love yourself because that means it's time for you to be self-aware. It's time for you to be self-aware that I need to do some shit. I need to get my shit together. 
and start to take care of myself, whether that's changing your diet, whether that's changing your routine, whatever it is, it's completely up to you. And that's the beauty of life is that you are an independent participant in this universe and you can change your life however you want to change it. And I really hope it's for the better. And I thank you so much for watching this episode and listening to it on all major platforms, whatever platform you choose. And I really hope you share this message. Like I said, um, I can be reached at www.avishyl.com. I can also be reached for speaking engagements. I love speaking, <laughs> if you can't tell. Uh, Avi speaking, A-V-I-S-P-E-A-K-I-N-G at gmail.com. Thank you and have an unfiltered day. See you next week.